Welcome to the Buried Gems Podcast, where we dig through internet literature to try and find the next big thing. Well, let me tell you what I've got on my desk to start this podcast out. I have... Okay, let's do it. A medium-sized pumpkin. A medium-sized pumpkin. Um, It's about... What's a good... There's, like, no good objects in this size range that I could compare it to. It's, like... I guess a large grapefruit would be the the closest analog to how big okay. this pumpkin is. I grew it in my garden. I um, mean, I don't know what to do with it. I okay, was expecting nice. much larger pumpkins. Um, so it's like too. Well, I mean, I'm kind of glad it's only medium sized. I get a little self conscious. <laughs> what do you? What part of your anatomy do you think is making you self conscious? Like, there's I don't see there's like it's, there's no easy correlate between a function or a pumpkin and so i would say you know i get very nervous talking about this but my knees are very small so when i see like a large pumpkin i like think to myself like you know i'll never be that man who you has see those, those like big, diabetic big people with fluid field that, that the edemic want. knees and you're like i gotta have that gigantic knees yeah Dude, gigantic they're, knees they're full of fluid Dude, they're made you know you can't that's some can't sort of weird me. pathology, man. You should get yeah. that. No, you dude. should see, you you should see a therapist. <laughs> you're hey, right. Soren. No, you're absolutely right. Soren, I don't, I don't Soren, get it. Are you all. dating models on the reg daily? No. De- decidedly, I daily? decidedly not, yeah. It's because you don't have elephantitis knees. <laughs> I don't and you think, just don't know. I don't think that's the reason, man. You I just really don't, don't know. You don't know because you don't live in the lifestyle. And I, neither do I. But I, I got to peek behind the curtain and look at those beautiful knees. Okay, anyone who has knees like that in their dating supermodels every day, it's not because of the knees. It's I'll tell you that right now. I can tell you. It's the I would say the, me this pumpkin is small the, enough that it's within the normal variation of human knees. It'd be a very large knee, but it wouldn't be a grossly pathologic knee. It wouldn't be like right, you would look at that yeah. and think he's got large knees. You wouldn't look at that and think maybe there's something wrong with his knees. So you see, I could hang around this pumpkin without, you know, having severe anxiety. I mean, I would still be a little jealous. I'd be it's like, oh. like 25% wider than my knee at its like most narrow point and maybe 50% wider than my knee at its widest point. So it's like if it, compared to like a large human being. How's your list. knee game? I guess is how that is a, is a logical question there. What's your knee game? Ta- my knee game is yeah. pretty standard, I think. You know, okay. I think right. my my knee circumference, it's approximately the circumference of like, you know, you make your middle finger and your thumb and you make like a like a hoop with both of your hands, like it's about the oh, circumference wait. of my knee. Oh, I thought you were gonna say a hoop with just your middle finger and your thumb. I was like, that's a real small knee, dude. <laughs> that's a real small knee, dude. That also, also gets you the models. If you want to get my, some models, you gotta go to the extreme knees. Small, I would be so sad. And also, it'd be kind of cute, but mostly it would sad. be a cute pumpkin. Are you going to eat the pumpkin? I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I, I planted two types of pumpkins in the garden. I planted jack-o'-lanterns, and I planted pumpkin pie pumpkins, like sweet pumpkins. And I don't know which this is, because they both look like pumpkins to me, and I'm not sure what... <laughs> like, if, is the jack-o'-lantern going to taste bad, is what I'm worried about. So I would say, I just ate an acorn squash, which is like... Those a, are delicious. Yeah. I was not a fan. I think it's because huh. I went savory instead of sweet. I feel like if I put cinnamon and sugar on it, instead of, um, you know anchovies and some like mild ketchup sauce it would have been much better what the hell are you doing this acorn squash (laughs) i wanted i I was eating it like on the on the docks you know and that's just what you do you get anchovy shrimp acorn squash just take a giant mild cocktail sauce now let me did you take a bite directly just like out of the acorn squash as if it was an apple exactly okay i see what you've done wrong here i did i didn't i didn't 
What do you mean? Like, I just picked it up out of the garden, and they always say whole foods. Well, you can't eat it whole if you cut it up, you know? And if you try to eat things whole inside the whole foods, they're not going to like that so much. No, yeah. I mean, Jeff I've Bezos tried doing is... that, and I yeah, they have those compares, Amazon troopers. This pumpkin compares favorably to the volume of Jeff Bezos' cranium, I think. I've never seen, like, <laughs> I have no sense of scale for how big Jeff Bezos is. I don't, like, know, I don't know if either. he's a short man or a tall man, but I feel like this is... He's got a wide head. His, I always thought his head was kind of narrow. That's fascinating. Oh, really? Oh, well, I'm okay. thinking, well, no, to be fair, I don't think of, when I think of just Bezos, I think of that weird alien creature that they did in the South Park episode of him with, with the big head and he doesn't open his mouth. Ah, the only context culture, so I, I think of uh, Jeff Bezos's head in is like when his head is decapitated from his body at the foot of a guillotine. That like kind of that's takes a, I mean, that's away a great from context the context of, of his arm, like his body. So it doesn't give me a very good like gait. You know what I mean? You know? I, yeah. Like you only yeah. see him. Let's do a quick bet. Everyone take a bet on how tall Jeff Bezos is. I'm going to uh, say five foot nine. I feel, like, I feel like I feel like rich people are more likely to be short because of the Napoleon complex thing. So I I, I would say like five seven, yeah. I'm revising yeah, I'm my five, guess. five six five seven. You're yeah, saying five, five seven. fancy octopus? What's your guess? Five seven as well. Five seven. I'm gonna I'm gonna buck the trend here. I'm actually gonna change my guess to six two. All right, Jeff Bezos height. Here we go. Here's my ASMR mechanical keyboard. Okay. Wow. Ooh, he's five seven. You guys are entirely right. Oh, boom! How's his Mark Zuckerberg? I knew it. Fucking knew it. <laughs> I knew that if I went up to that Weasley little thumb boy, I could stare him down and say, "My knees are bigger than yours, Buckaroo." Right, and I would say that this pumpkin compares. Uh, it's maybe just slightly smaller than Jeff Bezos's cranium. So, that's about the okay. size of this pumpkin. And you know, you know what's also interesting is that this podcast has a slightly smaller revenue than Jeff Bezos himself. Absolutely. Believe it or not, the Barry Jim's podcast is technically slightly less than the revenue of, of Amazon, and that's because we find the greatest internet fiction and, and show it to the stars, to the world, mainly the stars. Uh, you know, We go out at night, we look at the stars, and we present to them. Uh, it's like a 30-minute slideshow presentation. It's pretty boring. That we project out into the, into the abyss. Yeah, it, and there's it, no it kind of varies, you know. It, it takes a, a couple decades for them to get it, but we know they appreciate it all the same. We, we, well, they will. We haven't. We haven't been doing it long we, enough. We know they will. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully, we, they're not dead. The we haven't we heard back there. yet. We're pretty sure they haven't gotten it yet, but we know we know they will enjoy. I mean, aliens do not? be. Do the aliens are leaving us on fucking read, bro? I mean, that's all I'm saying. But yeah, who knew yeah. they were screening all their calls? Yeah. So yeah. to this extraterrestrial uh, pumpkin-sized podcast, we have uh, Soren, who has, it's been a while since you've been on. Yeah, I had like a six-month period where I just didn't have internet. Um, yeah, that would, and then that a, would do a, it. A six-month period where I just wasn't invited to be a guest. So here I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that that sums up. It's been about a year. Yeah, give or yeah. take. Yeah. If it makes you feel better, six of those months, uh, it's been a hot minute for the podcast in general because we haven't uploaded in like six months. So. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. yeah that's, they uh, always say what's great for leadership or for uh, for increasing your podcast viewership. What, listenership? Your listenership. Listenership. Is you know, to minions. leave them on red for six months and not yeah, post anything. Leave on red, you know. You, you, you really want them to, you, you can't give them too much. You, you gotta leave them waiting. To you, gotta, you gotta have them crawling yeah. for more. 
And now, what is, when you opened the emails today to look at our podcast emails, did they were they crawling back for more? Mm, yes. So I had multiple people, mainly uh, sock accounts that I used to try and give positive reviews for us. But they, but those accounts were sending me lots of emails about how much they missed us. Well, uh, it's good to know that somebody, even if they're you, we're missing yeah. the show. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it makes you guys feel better, I don't remember sending those emails. I do when I do a sock account. I are I, I role play hard. And the way I do that is I do a lot of ecstasy to the right. point where I black uh, out. And right. then that's when I take over these different sock accounts. So they really, uh, there are different people. I think Let's that say, would explain some of the good. weird emails I've been getting recently. <laughs> um, for example, I think there was a, a dick pic that was sent to me. Yes. Um, yeah, that one I, was sober. Is one of your ca- oh oh okay? <laughs> I I just want I just want to know if you're interested. Well, well and played, if it's well pumpkin played, shaped or not, I mean well I know played, it is pumpkin shaped, but not it's in not, size. It's not pumpkin just in form. shaped. No, that's not true. Yeah, I would describe it more of a squash kind of shape. Ooh, acorn. Uh, well, okay. well, now we're back into pumpkin realm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Perhaps a zucchini, even dude. The hot minute that the podcast was gone just got even hotter, I gotta say, mm-hmm. you know. I think yeah, uh, Ben got... Shapiro's profile has really risen in the time we've been gone. Like, I think about Ben Shapiro at least ten times as much as I used to. I know, it's crazy, and you know... And that's terrifying, I, I, but I mean... We, the world's least, going down. It's not been raised in the way that people actually take him seriously. It's been raised in no. a lot oh. of ways that people yes. make fun of him, which I find yes. fun. And his his sister keeps advertising to everybody on YouTube to get her to watch her... Weird trad femme videos. Her cooking show. Oh, oh no, his sisters are trad femme. I mean, that's literally. Not oh, she's so conservative. But... <laughs> Her videos are all like, I'm oh, a conservative influencer, of course. and, and I'm going to show you how to bake a cake. And maybe women shouldn't vote. Uh, is all I'm saying. Uh, oh yeah, it's. Uh, uh, she's. Uh, they paid, their family is rich, no. and they've paid so much money. She's got ads on literally everybody's YouTube. It's Dude, it's a crazy. Mess. I'm the only one who seems who didn't get these ads because I didn't see them, but I'm kind of glad because I didn't, you know. No, this just, is the reason I use an ad blocker. I, I, I don't see yeah. any of this bullshit. Yeah. I, fucking ad blocker for life. I pay for speaking, YouTube premium. So. <laughs> the man who can afford YouTube premium over here is oh, Thomas. Uh, he's been it. on wow. quite a bit, actually. Yeah. I mean, it's been a, a hot minute, but you were on the last episode, the Johnny Bravo was uh, religious That was experience. a funny episode. I, I see I, that I, the show's actually that paying you enough to afford YouTube premium. So that's like nice. I said, we make yeah. slightly less than Jeff Bezos. Yeah, I thought, I thought that yeah. was a high watermark less. for Buried Gems, and I was surprised that we didn't... Um, well, we did have that one episode that we tried to record after that that never came out because it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. Um, but the Johnny Bravo one, I thought, was one of the best episodes. I, we don't make bad fun. episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to do it yeah. as a Patreon exclusive, where it's like, haha, you paid us money, so you can listen to the crap we didn't uh-huh. think was worth t- giving everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, call them, we'll call them outtakes, and uh, yeah. we'll make uh, it yeah, an, exclusive, an exclusive thing. Yeah. Buy now on DVD, and it's just, <laughs> just a static picture of Johnny Bravo. So that you can remember the good episode, and then you'll hear the outtakes of the bad episode on DVD. So, yep. business plans aside, we're going to talk right. about a story today. And this will yeah. be an interesting one, because you guys both have a relationship with the author I'm talking about today. Okay. Oh, that's and weird. I don't like that. very interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I found this author. And let me, you know, I'll just, I'll just start reading the bio, and I'll see if any of you, any bells ring. This is fiction writer D, 
on fictionpress.com. Uh, you know, he's been writing uh, since 2004. That's pretty huh. fun. I one day, and he wrote this bio in 2015. Okay. I one day wanted to be a professional writer and publish books to spread my creativity. I usually write fan fiction under the username Dak Tribal, ah. but I also write original fiction. And all of my sort of scene is very creative, and they never receive anywhere near the level of praise I get from fan fiction, which greatly disappoints me. However, I'm greatly improving with each story made. Wow. I'll only keep getting better. Three His power continues to grow. I don't have much of a memory of I know I know the name Dark Tribal and I see it remember, in my dreams, but I do not remember the stories that he's written. Do you, you ring any bells, Soren? Is he? It's something happened in Chinatown. You know, there's a there's a storm brewing. Right oh, with yeah. the with the fucking anime girl bullshit with like yeah the, yeah I yeah. Remember, I remember and then also guy. you might remember Takaru, Thomas. Takaru is he the? Was He's that the, married to a fox. The fox yep. girl. I was gonna say wolf girl, but no, fox yeah. girl. Yes. Uh, yeah, so fox, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, this is an author we've had on the show before. Uh, uh, under blast, blast from their. The Can we get an interview? F- I feel like they've, no, they've rate, they rated an interview so far. They huh. were on Fickwad when I found them, uh, and they were that the, the, there was the Force of Nature story, which is one with Takaru Unu, Inui, and then um, a Storm Over Chinatown, which has now been called relabeled as. Uh, the storm, uh, and you know we we had some good times talking about those. Now, I don't want to, and so I think it's good I have both of you guys on here because you guys are effectively experts to some degree on Dak Tribal writing, and so we're gonna see what you guys thought. Uh, what did you guys think of his fic wad writing, like the original writing that that we read? Honestly, well, couldn't tell you. Yeah, um, I remember being on the whole not in press. Um, I do consider myself one of the foremost experts in the field of uh, Dax Schreibel literature analysis, and um, it's a pretty sad field because there's not a lot to go off of. There's and not. A- what well, there is is uh, honestly, on the whole, a huge letdown. It's yeah, probably well, I- why I'm uh, not getting any funding at all. Well, you know, maybe... <laughs> Maybe you can change your mind because he's been writing up a storm on Fiction Press. He's got so many stories on here. And so what we're going to do is that he also did, he has updated and added more chapters to A Force of Nature. So we're going to take a look at A Force of Nature again. We're going to revisit A Force of Nature and see, is it worse? Is it better? Uh, I think he edited edited it a little bit as well. So we can uh, see if he maybe has a better structure going around this time. And so we can kind of see the progress, you know of the last few years. This was last updated May of 2019. So, you know, we can see kind of the, the progress of, you know, the original story we did and, and this one. I, think I remember... Be- I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to see this. Because- it must have been... Well, in 2019, where was I living? Hmm. I might have been... This I mean, we, this can't have been very long after we recorded the last episode that he has updated this. No, yeah. I think it was almost exactly a year ago maybe yeah. a year and two months that we that recorded must have the been, episode uh, yeah i was living on the other side of the village i live in yeah yes all right yes that would have been sweet yeah. so are you guys excited you guys I'm, I'm uh i'm trepidatious yeah. trepidatious okay that's Ooh. that's effectively excited that's but a, scary that's a nice word the fancy word trepidatious. and then how about you soren are you feeling trepidatious Trepidatious, seditious, malicious. Um, I'm definitely feeling apprehensive. Oh, uh, nice. 
Okay. So you could say maybe there's some trepidation in there. Um, but at the same time, I'm excited. So yeah. Yeah. Um, sweet. So I guess let's let's do this. this. Is a Force of Nature by fiction writer D, aka Dak Tribal on FictionPress.com. Thomas, you wanted you down to do voices. I'm absolutely down to do voices. So we're gonna re- reread chapter one because it's not too long, and also you know we can get a little refresher over where we are. I don't, maybe not everyone's listened to the other episode. A uh, link not in description, but you can find it. You're on our podcast page. Chapter one. The alarm couldn't have gone off at a worse time. Takaru Inui had in- instantly wanted to smash his bedside, bedside alarm clock and go back to sleep. But the moment he made his, fir- his fist in preparation to do so, said smash, he remembered that it was Monday. Monday in a September for the 16-year-old meant that he had less than an hour to shower and eat breakfast before he had to go to school. And as much as he wanted to go back to sleep, he pulled his stiff form out of the bed and shuffled down the hall to the bathroom. He tried to rub the sleep out of his eyes as he opened the door. Hopefully I can just keep going today without any more distractions. He lowered his hand and was instantly met with a bright light. <laughs> going in unprepared, Takru covered his eyes with one arm and his surprise became vocal. Damn! Who left the light on? He lowered his arm. Alfred? Like, <laughs> <laughs> six-year-old British man. <laughs> I wish I could do Michael Caine, because that'd be the best. <laughs> Damn, who left the light on? Mr. Master Wayne. <laughs> he was giving him away, Master Wayne. He lowered his arm and suddenly wished he hadn't when he saw a young woman standing in front of the sink. The woman appeared to be no more than 18 in age. Okay, that's a different change. Before, she was a no, not a day over 18, but now she's no more than 18. So it's a little less A little more acceptable. Crabby. Yeah. Oh, okay. An age right. with long black hair that reached her waist in length and was straight, not to mention slick and wet. She wore nothing but Oof. a bath towel that wrapped around her slender waist. As much as he tried not to stare, he couldn't help but notice how well-endowed the woman was. <laughs> her not dick to was mention, huge. She's got a huge tight. package. Huge dick. Impossible not to notice. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> I hope he goes into detail about the mouthfeel. Just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> not to mention her other curves. He had a strange sense of deja vu come over him at that moment. However, what stood what stood out the oh, most? Oh yes, reminds me of that time I was sucking dick behind blue. <laughs> quite a good time. Uh, quite a good time. Yes. Mm. However, what stood out the most was the fact that poking out of her hair on hair on either side of her head was a pair of canine ears that were black. The woman was staring too, though not with ogling eyes. Okay, so let's just before we just skip over that, she's got dog ears. Yeah, <laughs> she's got dog ears. ears or fox ears. I don't know, some kind of that were shit. black. That were that black. Were black. <laughs> always, this is what I've always wondered. Like when you see like cat girls and dog girls, right? They always have a haircut that's done in such a way that you can't see where their ears would normally be. You can't right. see the base of the ears. Right. They just have, do like, they have two ears? What's the over, I think, uh, I think they have like smoothed like, over sure. non ears, which is Wait, just so frightening. I guess it depends because, yeah. like, whenever they do the cat ears, it's always the ears come out the top. But yeah, what right. If these are like the, they're like where the normal ears are. Are we talking so like droopy like ass Dalmatian ears? <laughs> Dalmatian ears coming down the neck, <laughs> like like a fucking basset hound. I feel like I've seen. Exactly. I feel like I've seen some shit like that though, in like one of the Final Fantasy games or something. Like For they sure. got the cat ears, but they're where where the normal ears go. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Right? Like you got to angle I, it right. 
Yeah, yeah, I th- I've seen that shit. You could tell me you'd seen anything in a Final Fantasy game, and I'd believe <laughs> it. Almost everything, actually, yeah. <laughs> no, I believe it. The woman was they, staring, They have too. the bunny-eared girls. Oh, um, yeah, they do have the bunny-eared girls. They got and, the bunnies. Uh, I think it's like 12, yeah. But... The woman was staring, too, but not with ogling eyes. Her stare was one of that, like the saying went, had the look that could kill, and she was drilling holes into Takaru. He broke off his stare and raised his hands, ready for white, what might just be coming his way. So, sorry, Megumi. I didn't notice the light was on until... Gah! <laughs> <laughs> a, small wash pan, a small wash pan hit him in the forehead, and he went flying back out the door. He landed on the wooden floor with a thud, and the door slammed shut as he recovered. After realizing his mistake and complaining under his breath about women... <laughs> You know, punk women. That's right? some classic little misogyny there. Classic oh. right there. There's women with their dog ears and their gigantic penises. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. Isn't it fucked up how women don't like being ogled? Uh, it's the worst. It is the worst. Takaru went on downstairs to see that breakfast was already being served. An older woman in her late 30s saw him come into the room. She had short brown hair that was in a bun and wore an apron over a simple yellow sundress and was diligently working, preparing breakfast. Yumi Inui was a single mother of two and she was on top of her game in the mornings, being up before her own children to help them get the day started. She had already had a plate ready for Takaru before he had entered the kitchen. Morning, dear. Oh, what happened to you? She was talking about his slightly bruised forehead. Before Takaru could answer, a disinterested voice spoke out. Looks like Megumi happened to him, Mom. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember her. The voice came from a young woman sitting at the table. She looked similar to her mother, but wore thin-rimmed glasses and had her long hair. She was Aki Anui, Takaru's 18-year-old, soon-to-be-going-to-college older sister. And her attitude, like any other day, was already terrible. Yeah, thanks for noticing, sis. Takaru sarcastically <laughs> replied. <laughs> Is this something that happens daily? That he just like, he like accidentally like peeps in? I guess if it's happening daily, it's not an accident anymore. I'm just imagining <laughs> fucking Michael Caine. Like. <laughs> I, I really should just commit to Michael Caine instead of the... Yeah, I can't. I just can't do it. He's just got such a distinctive voice. <laughs> Thanks for no. It's okay. The image is still there for me. Okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> just Michael Caine is fucking Japanese schoolboy outfit. <laughs> right. Eighty-year-old ass. Master Bruce, I can't see you hurt yourself like this. Oh, I can't Master Wayne. There we go. That's it. Master Wayne, my cat girl wife, loved you very much. I can't do it. I'm slipping into some sort of weird Australian thing. You're doing, you're doing better than I can do, so uh, I'll, I'll give you that much. Yeah. Some cat girls just want to watch the world burn. No, it was... <laughs> uh, I guess she's a dark girl, but... It's not yet. <laughs> he took the plate from his mother and went to sit at the table. The attitudes between the two siblings was sarcastic at worst, though they got along the majority of the time. I mean, I, I don't like that sentence because, like, saying it's sarcastic at worst means, like, it's pretty fucking good, right? Yeah, sarcastic like, at worst is, yeah. like, that's not bad. That's, like, that's like playful. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, sometimes they're sarcastic to each other. They're fucking at each other's throats. <laughs> I forgot to knock on the door as she was coming out. 
she took it a bit too far, in my opinion, Taku said, before helping himself to his food. Little bro, you always knock on a closed door before entering. It's common courtesy, said Aki, as she finished up her meal. Though she had gotten up earlier than the rest of her family, she had been hard at work on school stuff. Her textbooks were stacked next to her chair, and a couple were even on... Okay, I love this scene in every, like, anime or TV show where it's, like, the, the person doing schoolwork has to have, like, ten fucking books. And they're all open, and there's, like, four books on the table, and they're reading from all of them. They're like, wait a minute, how does this work? As someone... I mean, we have, a, we have, a, we have students on that. We, we're all people who went to school. When's, did you ever use more than, like, two books? I mean, like, two at the same time is kind of crazy already. Yeah. Just from I, don't think I've, I don't think I've ever used more than one textbook at a time. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Yeah, definitely not. Maybe, like, something open on my laptop Dude, in my, imagine my, in my how textbook. crazy no. that homework assignment must be to where you need that many books. Like, okay, so what you need to do is you need to solve this physics problems, but it's embedded in a critical analysis essay that you then have to synthesize with some, you know, basic American history. And you've got to, you've <laughs> got to translate it from ancient Tunguskic. <laughs> and that's step one. She was going to college to learn to be a teacher the following spring. Odd, because she can't teach herself basic manners such as being polite. Takaru thought as he finished his glass of milk in one swig. He had little time to dilly-dally. Thanks to his run-in with Megumi, he had no time to shower, so he'd have to skip that part of his routine. Still, she didn't have to throw a pan at me. <laughs> I gotta say, how quick, how long does this guy take to shower, and how long was he just staring at her? <laughs> like, Very long. We got that long did he just, ass... Like, open the door and then the pan hit him in the face? Up and down pan description. <laughs> No, he had such a long time to describe every one of her dick features <laughs> yeah, in I minute mean, detail. It takes a while to take in such a well-endowed package, you know? Like, <laughs> there was just too much First to you think not, it's a trick you know? of the light, and then it's like... <laughs> Yumi sat down at the small table between her children. Did you apologize to her? Takaru nodded once. First thing out of my mouth, but she wouldn't listen, and... He sighed and looked at the clock over the oven. The clock read 7.45. He had only 15 minutes before the bus would arrive at the stop. I don't have time for this. <laughs> Thanks for breakfast, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> he got up after... <laughs> this fucking kid, dude. <laughs> He's like a fucking, like, 40-year-old. Michael Caine is the correct voice for this. Have you guys seen uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie? Uh, nah. Of course, yes. Okay, so, so the times. Vogons are kind of my, my inspiration for Takaru's voice. <laughs> okay, alright. I see, I see where you're going. Okay, I see that, yeah. He got up, and after putting his dishes in the sink, he ran upstairs to finish getting ready for school. He didn't notice Megumi anywhere when he entered his room, nor did she appear to be in the bathroom either. He quickly got dressed into his school uniform and grabbed his bag before he ran back downstairs. He turned to the kitchen to say farewell to his family, and that is where he saw her. Megumi was standing in the doorway, holding a school bag in her hands, and wearing the girls' uniform of the same school that Takuru went to. That's a little clunky. I mean, you don't have to shove in that they go to the same school. It's implied. They live in the same house. Well, you don't know that. 
Uh, if that's true, I don't know. You don't know that. I don't know why what kind of school. Why would you just assume they go to the same? I don't know what school. kind of school. Because I'm an ass. Because, because they're the same age and they live in the same. Are house. they the same age? This is what I don't understand. Is because like his sister, who is older than him, is 18, 18. and she's about right. to go to college. And Megumi, right. Megumi's also been said to be 18, barely over right. 18, barely, barely over 18, barely. barely. Whereas, whereas uh, Aki is just said to be 18. So we can so, sort of assume that Aki is older than Megumi, older than uh, Megumi. So Megumi is old, uh, older than Takaru and younger than Aki. Think, and Takaru's 16. Yes. And then we also know... Oh, we well, know we don't have an age 16. for Takaru yet, do we? I th- uh, we no, do have an age for it's his 15. mother, it's in, it's in the subtitle of the... Of the it's in the description of the re- story. I didn't uh, know. Oh, yeah. 15-year-old uh, 15. 15. 15. Yeah. 15. Wait, this is an arranged marriage? I forgot all about this. <laughs> okay, let's, let, let's keep going. Megumi was standing in the doorway holding a school bag in her hands and wearing the girl's uniform of the same school that Takuru went to. The uniform was made up of a cherry blossom pink jacket and a white undershirt and a short forest green skirt. She also wore black pantyhose that gave her more a mature look, <laughs> despite not looking a day over 18. Oh, There's the day over right. 18. <laughs> Leave it to those Japanese school uniforms to, to give you a nice mature look, you know? <laughs> a slightly curved white hairpin in her hair on the right side while the full length of her... This is such intense description yeah, of this person. I don't while need the, this. While the full length of her hair was tied into a single tail in the back, she wore a, dray, a dark gray knit cap that covered most of her head and most importantly her fox ears from sight. Yet But what that, about her the rest of her ears? Does she have human ears? This is what we need to find out. What happened to her canine ears? <laughs> well foxes so are canines. Something we'll never oh, okay. know. Okay, that's that's true. I mean I really hope that she maybe the beanie's really long, so it just covers her not ears either. Like, you know, like it goes over the smooth. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to think about the smooth. I do actually. I desperately <laughs> want to know about the smooth. But which wait? So if they, how, so do they only? Does that mean everything is muffled for her when she's wearing the hat? Because her it ears must are on be. the top. Like, well, I mean, so you can, can wear a beanie. Anything. You can wear a beanie down over your ears, and things aren't that muffled. True, but they're not like completely covering your ears and flattening them down. Well, maybe yeah. she can just hear so well with her fox ears that uh, yeah, that's the other beanie. thing. Maybe like it, yeah. it maybe it's like so. There's that anime by Rooster Teeth, Ruby, and one of the characters has fox ears but the way that they play it off is that she just wears a hat that makes it look like she has fox ears or something oh, like, like everybody that. in middle school exactly yeah so then they're just like oh wait this isn't a hat also my own old roommate who happened to be a grown-ass woman for some reason <laughs> but you know <laughs> uh teach their own yeah yeah teach their own hey, maybe he's megumi but uh Maybe. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> was she married that... to a 15-year-old? <laughs> Not that I was aware of, but, uh, you know, it's a possibility, you know. People... They, pro- they want to keep that on yeah. the down low. If they yeah, yeah, I mean, I would keep that on the DL, because, you know, it's kind of fucked up and shit, but, you know. Yet that wasn't what got Takaru's attention. He recognized the uniform. Isn't that Aki's old uniform? Said Takaru. His mother was on hand to confirm this. We found out that Megumi and Aki share similar sizes. Quite a coincidence, huh? Well, it does look like it fits, except for one area. Oh, Takaru no. <laughs> noticed that despite how her jacket was buttoned up to the middle, 
it was impossible to go any higher because Megumi's chest was much bigger than the shirt oh would my allow. God. Oh, by some oh, miracle, Jesus. it held on. God. This is just straight up like men writing woman material. R slash men writing woman. Right Dak, you gotta. I know that like this is like an anime thing, but it doesn't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's this not the is part like of two, anime you should be emulating. Like exactly. Two, this is two steps short of like just straight up fetish material, as far as I'm concerned. Who said but, it? Who said I wasn't already? You know, I already said it was a hot minute, right? Hey. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. He had to look away before Megumi caught him staring again. Though he could take solace in the fact there was no no wash pan nearby, he was afraid of her using something else as a weapon to hurt him. I'm glad it works for you, Megumi said Aki. Being friendly, this early was a rarity for her. Megumi only nodded once, and Takaru could tell she was still angry with him. Not just for earlier, but for a variety of reasons. Like any of it was his fault. Takaru turned his eyes to look at the clock again. It was nearing the time. We'd better get to the stop or we'll miss the bus. Megumi turned to Takaru's mother and bowed politely before leaving the house, leaving the door wide open for Takaru. Takaru? Takaru stopped after his mother said his name. Yeah, mum. Be patient and careful about Megumi. I'm sure we don't need to worry about her. But just don't tell anyone about you and her. I don't know what people would think of you if... Takaru stopped her there. He knew what she was trying to imply. Uh... I know, mum. I won't tell anyone. Though, to be honest, even if anyone were to find out... I doubt anyone would believe any of it. What? About what she is? What about the two of you being engaged at such a young age? Oh, Stop. that was the wrong character Stop. voice. Yeah. What? About what she is? Or about the two of you being engaged at such a young age? Said Aki out of nowhere, just to smite her brother. Smite her brother? <laughs> How is that a smite? <laughs> she fucking comes down with her heavenly sword and beheads Takaru. <laughs> To the benefit of all mankind. He explodes into a thousand individual spheres Die, of light. Die, you fucking weeaboo. <laughs> that would be an interesting turn. Now, that would be a good anime turn. That would be That incredible. would be fucking great, yeah. I would, I would stand up and applaud uh, this author right here. And, uh... Though the ploy worked, it ultimately had no payoff. There was the last thing Taku wanted to talk about this morning, and he had other things to worry about. Like being late for school, for instance. Talk to you later. He opened the door and ran outside. The bus stop nearest to Takaru's home was only two blocks away. If he was living on a normal street in any other city, he would have made it make it there with time to spare. However, he lived at the family shrine in Tokyo. As, should I say Tokyo or Tokyo? I mean, do you guys have a preference? What? I mean, this is a, a Weeaboo fan fiction, so you gotta say it accurately. Yeah, it's right? true. Okay, all... Anyone who's listening to the podcast uh, right now in their car, uh, scream your preference at, at the podcast. I will hear it. Okay, they're saying oh, I Tokyo. I heard that. Okay, I heard it. Yeah, yeah. That, that was that was pretty clear. Yeah, yeah pretty clear. <laughs> yeah. Traffic was non-existent, thankfully, but he was running late. On a normal day, the whole schedule went like this: leave the house at seven thirty, get to the stop at forty, and chill for the last twenty minutes. He'd be lucky to reach the stop with any time to spare today because of all the ruckus from this morning. It wasn't like he had any of his friends waiting for him. He just liked the peace and quiet of being the only one at the bus stop. Today, and maybe until he graduated, that was going to change. Fucking forever alone over here. It wasn't <laughs> like he had any of his friends waiting for him. He just liked being alone. I mean, 
you know, if he wasn't such, if he wasn't ogling her in the bathroom, maybe, you know, he could talk to Megumi, to his wife. <laughs> I'm still unclear on the differences between oogling and ogling. Like, I don't think oogling's a thing. Is it? I think Google. it's just ogling. Oogle is when you're too cheap to pay for Google. I think oogling is when you forget how to spell ogle. I imagine. <laughs> how is it spelled? I thought it was a two O's. Oogle, just... oogle, oogle, boogle. Oogle, boogle. Oh, no. It's oogle, only boogle. one O. He actually spelled it correctly. Okay. Wow. Wow. Look at me making Okay, apparently oogle like is a thing. There's the oogle, boogle tribe in Banjo-Kazooie. And specifically in the Banjo-Tooie game uh, in the Xbox edition, there is a tribe of cavemen from Pterodactyl Land uh, called the oogle, boogle tribe. So, Oogle is a thing. Okay. Well, good to know. Fun facts. <laughs> yeah, the more you know. He made it to the stop with less than five minutes to kill, and Megumi was standing there like a statue on the edge of the curb. She wasn't out of breath, and so and so there was no evidence of her having ran to the bus stop, and Takaru was almost out of breath when he approached her. How the hell did you get here so fast? <laughs> <laughs> Calmly and coldly, she replied, I have to come up with a character voice for her. Uh, what are we thinking? I walked. <laughs> there, yeah, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. I'm fucking walking here. walked. What do you think? <laughs> I fucking walked. What do you think I'm going to do? Fucking fly down the street? Fox girl with the fucking Boston accent. <laughs> hey! <laughs> oh. Wait, why am I surprised that she beat me here? She's not normal to begin with. By the way, I just wanted to say sorry about earlier. I'm not used to someone having having someone other than Aki use the bathroom so early in the morning. And I usually beat her to it. She continued to look ahead across the road, not even turning to look at him. Next time. Huh? If it happens again, I will do much worse to you than use a wash pan on your head. You're gonna taste the Shinohana's blade. <laughs> That's quite the Me threat. and my pals are gonna come from uptown. You're gonna get a taste of Shinohana's blade. <laughs> You're gonna get a taste of Shinohana's blade? You don't fucking say... That the sub on 51st is better than the dog on 22nd. Oh my god. She threatened him, keeping her tone calm, but ice cold threatening to the point it made Takaru shiver. What's cooler than being cool? Right, that's, that's insane. Shinohana was the katana that Megumi Lee normally had on her most of the time, but thankfully wasn't on her now. I think we could get that as a katana from context. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we need to know if it's a katana. <laughs> like, you just. But it was actually we just did, like we, a fucking we, great everybody, sword. Everybody. Everybody. Yeah, Shinohana's blade katana. is just like a pocket knife. <laughs> like, a, like a, not even like a switchblade. It's like one of those like Swiss Army knives. Yeah, it's like a Leatherman or something. <laughs> it takes like two seconds to like, like takes a while to like pull out all the different cuts. Mm -hmm. Takuru actually wanted to pull his hair out from his head. How in the hell can she say that over a simple accident? Man, you sure know how to ruin a sign of goodwill. <laughs> Do you actually enjoy threatening people? 
or is it just me? Oh my god. What sign of goodwill? I don't know. His Kangaroo. fucking half-assed apology. His victim <laughs> complex-ass dude. Dude, I mean, Dak, if you're going for us to not like Talker too much, A+. Plus. I'm, you know, he's, he's a bit entitled. This time, she turned to him. Her eyes were sky blue in color, but while they were beautiful, she still had the looks that kill. Preferably, much like last time, I'd rather cut you down like the swine that you, are. Uh... <laughs> she slowly closed her eyes and returned to facing the road. But I am on a bound to protect the Inuye family and its shrine. As the oldest daughter of the Kitsune clan, it is my duty to protect you and your family. Despite how I personally feel about the situation. Good thing the two were alone for a few minutes. <laughs> Otherwise, Megumi would not have said that any of that out loud. As it turned out, Takru's family shrine was more than just a tourist attraction. It was also home to another family. A family of animal yokai, demons in human form, who called, called the Kitsune, Fox, of which Megumi was a part of. Though you may ask, how does a family of demons live in a shrine that has been maintained by the same family for multiple generations? As simple as changing clothes, apparently. Because according to Takuru's mother, the Kitsune clan has been watching over the family for years in plain sight, and in human form. It was only very recently that Takuru discovered their existence, and it all happened under the most unusual of circumstances, of which the results turned out to be rather life-changing, not only for the two families in general, but also to Takuru and Megumi personally. End of chapter one. Oh. So let's do some quick thoughts. So this is something we've read before. Um, let's do a quick refresher. How do you guys feel about that chapter? Well, Takuru sucks. <laughs> Tongaroo totally sucks, yeah. I mean, to be fair, he did get threatened with death. Well, True. he Which, should be. I mean, it, this it, is not a, this is a recurring theme with him. But, I mean, yeah, if you're just going to go all pervy and look at, uh, you know, your fucking house guest lady dick all the time, that's pretty fucking To be fair, they are, they are engaged. Well, we don't know that the situation. She doesn't seem engaged. super jazzed about that. She doesn't seem super jazzed yeah, about that. I, I don't like really. the sort of forced honor-bound marriage type thing they got going on either. Tonkru uh, doesn't seem too into it either. He, well, he's, he's into those big anime bazongas, but... <laughs> he's into the bazongas. <laughs> but he's not Clearly. into the commitment. <laughs> the no, real honkawankas. No. <laughs> Her buttons were just trying so hard. Big um, anime bazongas. <laughs> 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 so uh, the last time I read these stories, that's where it ended. Uh, right. Wow. Yeah, there was no more. Yeah. And now just that. I'm looking here, chapters. and he's got into five chapters. Five chapters. Yeah. So you know very, we got some very impressive. We got some stuff to look at. So you know, so this maybe was first we'll learn published. More. This was first published January twelfth, twenty nineteen. Last updated May fifth. So we must have caught him very early on well, so in his his process. You have to remember, we didn't read it. This was first published on Fiction Press in January. Oh. Let me, I can actually look up real quick. Let me look it up real quick. I can see when it was published on Fickwad. Um, in Fickwad, it was published in... Oh, January 2019. Okay, yeah. So, okay. you know. We, yeah, we must have grabbed it right when he was uh, not looking. <laughs> Maybe he heard, and he added more. Because one of our main critiques was just that he kind of just dropped an exposition bomb on us at the very end. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, he had to set up the story, man. Shit takes time. True. You know? I mean, you know, as a chapter one, it's not horrible in structure. And I got to say, this is a lot better written than the Storm of, Storm of Chinatown one we read, right? That one was really bad, if I remember correctly. I remember this one just being mostly just, like, fucking weird. 
Yeah, because I remember the Storm Over Chinatown was had just significant grammatical issues. This one, yeah, is competently written. You know, it, it's well written. You know, when it yeah, comes to the style, it could use it could use some punctuation that doesn't really come across when you're reading it, but there's there's a lack of commas that's kind of worrying and then there's just you know there's just a few sentences that are a bit pointless or weirdly said or you know just like you know little things like that but overall technique solid anime bazongas pretty big you know lady dick also very big cat very well endowed box ears hidden but functional functional (laughs) hidden but functional hidden but functional you guys down to move over to chapter two? Of course. I'm already there. Of course. Waiting on you. So I think we might get a little, a little information here. It had been three days ago that Takuru had gone to the forest near Mount Fuji with his friends, and despite being told more than once to stay on the correct path, Takuru had wandered off and had gotten lost. Idiot. He had kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> he kept walking and walking for hours without any luck of finding anyone. Then just as it was getting dark, he came across something he had never seen in the area before. A hot spring that had no evidence of human contact, which was impossible, but he rolled with it despite knowing that fact. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. Hot springs are popular in Japan, man. A It'd hot spring crazy. that had yeah. no evidence of human contact. No. Which no was impossible. It's impossible. I don't mean I don't know why which... that's impossible. Because those spots be popping, bro. They do be popping. I guess yeah. yeah. With all those anime bazongas? All those am and am, 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 yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, that. Having a little ones. stroke there? <laughs> um, totally fine. <laughs> All good here. Soon, though, he not discovered a somehow previously undiscovered hot spring, but also a person that was using it. So there was evidence that people were there. There was a person there. Okay. I'm well, confused. it's a fox lady. Oh. Maybe. Is a fox girl really... In a, a scene straight out of an anime. <laughs> in a scene straight out of an anime, Taku oh, had, stumbled upon, any punches there. Okay. had stumbled upon a girl bathing in the spring. He had been overcome with shock, not just for seeing a naked girl for the first time in his life, but also to see the fox ears upon her head and the single white tail that came from her backside. He screamed and ran off, but the girl chased him down like a mad woman and threatened to kill him. Yet she found she couldn't, as she was attacked by a bipedal toad monster wielding a sword. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there we go. This toad is the action for president. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> bipedal toad monster for Prez. I'd vote for him. <laughs> I'd vote for him any time. Just fucking, there we go, that's the twist we need. He's keeping us safe from Fox Girls, okay? I mean, it's a metaphor, a- dude. It's Fox News. It's Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all watching it bathe naked in the hot spring. It's not until the toad comes and saves us. Takaru is a metaphor for the American populace's fascination with sensationalistic and proto-fascist news. Wow, this is way this deeper is deep. than I, I mean, credit for. God and damn, I guess the toad monster is Bernie Sanders or something? Unclear. Uh, uh, um, I, I don't know. Like the specter of cap, the specter of communism. <laughs> I, I don't know. A- academic <laughs> writings. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to attack by a bipedal toad monster Taku wished he had been dreaming as he watched a fox girl fight a toad monster and the fear that whoever won would kill him afterward he ran again and was once again cornered by the girl she stared at him with those cold blue eyes and raised her sword to kill him but the toad demon had survived the previous attack and struck her down with his own sword 
this toad demon spoke out, spoke about how he was going to taste fox meat for the first time in his life and was gloating about it. Okay. I kind of wish he just... Instead, God damn. I, Jesus fucking one, Christ. Fucking good idea. I like the idea of the toad saying that, but here's a fun fact. He could just say it instead of mm-hmm. saying, I mean, you know what I mean? You guys know what I'm saying? Right? Like, couldn't yeah. the, the toad just said it? I don't know. Maybe I'm harping. I don't know. For the first time in his life, and was gloating about it, but he stopped short of doing this when Takaru took up the girl's sword to defend not only himself, but the girl as well. Takaru uh... had threatened the creature, though he knew full that he stood no chance against him. He wasn't going to die on his knees. To hell with that. I mean, we already know that Takaru only does one thing on his knees. And that was, you know, <laughs> something that he remembered in the bathroom. <laughs> to the hell with that. He'd rather die standing. The dode laughed and readied himself to pounce on the two helpless victims when he was sudden, suddenly sliced into many pieces by yet another sword. He hadn't oh, seen shit. it coming. Takaru stood over the girl with his hand shaking. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Takaru stood over the girl with his hand shaking while holding onto the katana as the stranger who had saved his life approached him calmly. Dressed in a black and blue kimono that had armor on the shoulders, the man had ears similar to the girl, but had eight tails instead of simply one and colored so, black. So, common, common trope, we know. He has eight tails, so he must be eight times more powerful. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's, that's actually that the yokai lore. The more, t- the more tails you have, the better you are. I mean, look are. at Vulpix. That's, that's just common logic, man. I mean, that's all you need. Yeah, nine tails. Dude, imagine if Goku versus had... Voltex is less than nine tails. Like, like five, three. Some, some know. you know, some garbage yeah, amount some, of tails. Some, some, some garbage. Some fucking nonsense, weak-ass, not nine tails. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this guy, he's only got eight. He's only got but, eight. You know, it's, it's up there. He's, he's close. He, he's doing good. Yeah. The man said not a word as he took the sword from Takaru's hand before he picked up the now unconscious girl into his arms and beckoned him to follow. Within an hour, Takaru found himself at home. After talking with the police about his whereabouts and clearing all that up, he told his mother the truth about what he had seen. He'd expected her to call him crazy or to say it was a dream, but to the boy's surprise, she said that she wasn't supposed to be seen. Takaru didn't know what she meant by that. An hour later, Takaru discovered why, when, the Kitsune clan appeared in his backyard. There were at least 10 of them, all dressed in period outfits, dressed like ancient samurai. Through their style was as much as flash and as flair, with varying colors. Takaru, his mother, as well as his sister Aki, were approached by the head of the Kitsune clan, a man named Gunjo. A tall, very muscled, and intimidating man, Gunjo introduced the Inui family to his lovely wife, Izayoi, his two children, and servants. The children included the man who had saved Takaru earlier, who happened to be the oldest son, named Shingo and the girl who Takaru had run afoul earlier. Her name was Megumi, and she had eyed Takaru with anger and a red face, no doubt embarrassed from earlier, though not for the reason Takaru thought. At first, Takaru thought he was in trouble, but he couldn't have been more wrong. Turns out that Megumi was in the biggest amount of trouble, as she had broken a long-standing law of allowing herself to be seen by humans. Not just any human, mind you, but the youngest child of the family she was meant to protect. Such a law was put in place to keep the existence of yokai a secret from the humans, and the fact that she had broken it was a highly punishable offense. However, this was put to the side when Shingo informed his father that Takaru had stood up to defend Megumi, despite the fact he was facing a demon. Though he did nothing other than hold his ground, Gunju noted that he had stalled the toad demon long enough for Shingo to arrive and save them both. Gunjo was very grateful for what Takaru had done for his father, though Megumi had nothing to say about it. 
It was because of this that Gunjo made a request to the head of the Inui family, this being Yumi, Takaru's mother. He requ- <laughs> You don't need to remind us, Dak. We're following. Yeah, nice, nice parentheticals, bro. Like, cool. like, you don't need to talk down yeah. to us. We can read. He requested that Takaru and Megumi get married. Needless to say, this was met with shock and awe from both sides. More shock to the Inui family, and awe came from the Kitsune servants on hand. But for Megumi, she had shook with rage. Yumi was in shock. <laughs> Yumi, while in shock, it was being asked of her son so that Takaru was too young to marry, on top of it all being so sudden. Gunju spoke that it would honor his family if Takaru accepted the proposal. Takaru had no say in the matter, since he was paralyzed and dumbfounded. Eventually, it came down to an agreement. Takaru and Megumi would marry when he turned 18, but they would be secretly engaged until then. The fact she was a yokai would be kept secret from all outside sources, naturally. Then to make matters worse for both the teens, Gunju had made Megumi's Takaru's personal bodyguard on top of his future wife. And that was that, without any say from the future bride and groom in the matter. End of I just want two. to point out, okay, god fucking damn it, this was a terrible goddamn fucking chapter. Yes. Uh, there, was z- there was zero dialogue. Just all exposition. It's all just fucking ridiculous expedi- exposition. Also, yeah. I mean, solid idea. I like the concept of this chapter, you know, he's going through the forest, he gets lost, finds Fox Girl in Hot Spring, you know. Toad, mm-hmm. Toad Demon, Toad Demon badass. I like Toad Demon. But like yeah. I said, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, like if this had been told as if, you know, with dialogue and w- as if it was happening now and like we know it's a flashback, but we don't have, not everything has to be told in the same way. Like it's a yeah. flashback. Spice like it, it up. And we know we can write dialogue because chapter one had dialogue. So yeah, like, like what I was saying at the beginning, the Toad Demon spoke about how he was going to taste fox meat. Why can't the Toad just say it? Just have the toad say it, you know? It's not like... Yeah, like, it's, that's more... It, it, like, it, no, it was... Yeah, like, it, it's like someone is badly telling us a story that he heard about from his buddy. Like, you know, like... Yeah, this is like... Know, like this is like the it, summary not, of the chapter. Like, we're not there at all. Yeah, this is like what you'd read on, like, Wikipedia about, like, a book. Yeah, like, the, the yeah, this is just very... It, it's just fucking boring. Yeah. Like it wasn't. Yeah, it's just like okay. Here's cool, my yeah. here's my theory. He thought he had to provide like explanation on what had happened, and so he thought of something in their head, you know. And he was like, "Oh shit, that makes sense." And then he just wrote down that explanation. And then he wanted. Yeah. To, they wanted to get onto something else, so they moved on. Clearly, but that's just fucking stupid. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> add dialogue dude like you have and they're such good these are good scenes dude these are solid scenes you know fighting a toad demon this really creepy somewhat like surreal moment of meeting all these fox people in the backyard had high hopes fell flat i mean somehow not as good as chapter one considering like nothing really happened in chapter one other than we we per tucker wasn't as much of an ass this time that's true. He wasn't because he was dumb. Uh, yeah, and paralyzed. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, was he actually well, he stood his ground, man. It was for fucking. And we didn't heroic. get a long description about her big anime bazongas. No, actually, That's we have a very true. short description about her being naked. That wasn't even yeah. about her body, other than the ears. The restraint. I appreciate the restraint this time. Yeah, it, it's tasteful. Okay, I would say know? this is much less of a, of a Coomer chapter as as chapter one. So I don't know what that means. Yeah, I have no idea. So Coomer, <laughs> <What that means. laughs> is this some Coomer. sort of new hip kid slang? 
yeah, is this I'm like not, simp? I'm I just not. I only just learned that simp meant. <laughs> so Coomer is someone who's like eff- effectively like a professional porn watcher, right? So like someone who's like, so like you know, it's like common boomer paid put together. For that shit? No, no, but they're like that's like the lifestyle, right? Like they watch. Oh, oh right. Let me yeah, see if I, let me see if I can find an exact it. definition for you. Got my hopes up, Jesus. I feel like yeah. I'm better off not knowing this. Coomer is an internet meme based on the illustration of a scraggly male character who is mocked as an excessive masturbator. Right, so now I know anyway. All right, well, I'm never going to use that word in my entire life. (laughs) Me neither, Jesus (laughs) fucking Christ. (laughs) Well, you're not going to use that at your next board meeting? I feel like it just outs you as somebody who's way too online. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You gotta like, like yeah. temper your vocabulary so you don't indicate that you're on the the interwebs as much as as much as you actually are. I'm just in all the wrong places in the internet. It's not like I'm not on there. I just like fucking. I'm not cool enough to know what all the fucking bullshit lingo is. You know, <laughs> I'm fucking over here on like the gardening subreddit. You know, like <laughs> looking into that shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> if we can get customers to coom over Coca Cola. Oh my billions. god. You need to stop. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, fun facts again. Howdy there, Fancy Octopus here. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please leave us a review on iTunes, it really helps. Then also, if you want to contact us, you can always hit us up on Twitter at Jim's Buried or through email at buriedjimspodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you want to support the show, we do have a merch store over on Etsy, and we also have a Patreon page. Uh, links to those can be found in the description of this episode, also on our website at buriedjims.podbean.com. Uh, thanks for listening to the show, and I'll see you next time.